Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1928. A bit of backstory on Rey to share with you, as well as some information about an unexpected stop that she made on the way to getting to Luke Skywalker and a pivotal conversation she has with Leia prior to her departure. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and we are digging into the last story that we haven't yet talked about from the Age of Resistance series and as with the previous three episodes, this is a full spoiler podcast so if you don't want this story spoiled for you then save this for a later date but if you're okay with me flagging the elements of the story that I think you will be most interested in then let's go ahead and do it. So it's essentially a two-part story. Part one is Leia and Rey having a conversation before Rey takes off for Octo and finding Luke Skywalker. Leia asks Rey to relate the story of what happened with Han and Ben on Starkiller Base, which is beautiful in the way it's depicted visually and sad. And Leia says that you know, Han may have had an instinct to run when things got tough, but that he never went far and always came back. And that is supposed to be, you know, reflecting on the fact that Han could have run, should have run from Kylo Ren, but went out there on that bridge to meet him and was unafraid. And yeah, Han really, you know, did the right thing when the right thing needed to be done ultimately. At least in the big moments, I have the feeling that there are probably a lot of little parenting fails over the years that added up for Han, and, you know, pretty much like like any parent, I would say. So, uh, unfortunately, thankfully, nobody on planet Earth can use the Force for, and turn it into really horrific things. But, anyway... So Ray and Leia are talking and Ray says, you know, how do you go on when things feel so hopeless like they are now? And Leia's advice is really beautiful. And also, you know, as I'm thinking about hope stuff in advance of the TEDx talk I'm doing, naturally my you know eyes went blink <laughs> to see this. And Leia's response is to feel it when it comes and use it to take your next step forward. And that's very much like the notion of courage being the notion of feeling the fear and taking a step forward anyway. And for Leia, she also adds, it helps that also I can outshoot just about anything in the galaxy. So yeah, that's definitely almost a Teddy Roosevelt thing. What is it? Speak softly and carry a large stick. And it's with those parting thoughts, not the Teddy Roosevelt thing, that Leia sends Ray off and tells her that she's not going to be alone. She has the hope of the galaxy going with her. So then we cut into part two of the story where that compressor that she ripped out of the Falcon is giving them trouble again. She you know, didn't 
create a permanent fix for it. She just created a bypass basically by ripping stuff out. So ultimately they have to drop out of hyperspace and Chewie actually catches on fire in the midst of this calamity. So R2 has to put him out. And then he looks like a funny teddy bear with foam all over him. But they end up at this place called the Necropolis, which has a bunch of junked ships in it. They land there and the creature that's running the joint says, no, I'm gonna lock down your ship and only one person can go into the junk to get the parts that you need. It turns out that it's a trap! It's a trap because there's some horrible slithery creature that tries to kill Ray. Ray is like, this place isn't a junkyard, it's a treasure trove. There's so much stuff here and it's all working, so there's something weird going on. And then the beast attacks and so she ends up finding a ship that looks very much like Slave One and she's able to escape and destroy the creature and get back up to the platform where she finds out that, oh yeah, this is a thing. This is what this crazy creature does, traps people and steals all their stuff. And this crazy creature has a bunch of little beings that kind of look like Jawas, but with sleeves rolled up, it doesn't quite look like, well, I don't know what a Jawas forearm looks like, to be honest with you. But anyway, she figures out that they are enslaved and she manages to mind trick this creature into saying that it will submit itself to the creatures that it's enslaved and serve jail time for the crimes that it's committed against them. And with that, Chewie and R2 and Ray fly off with the parts they need and repair the ship. But there is a little prologue that I haven't mentioned that bears upon the theme of the story of Ray feeling alone, and I'll talk about that prologue after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. Welcome back. So the opening scenes deal with Ray being alone, but as a child, and you see the young Ray watching that ship fly away that we saw in the Force Back vision in The Force Awakens, and you see, what's his face? Uncar Plutt. I did it again. <laughs> I called him what's his face in the other episode too. Uncar Plutt is there and holding her arm, and she is straining away from him, looking up at the sky, and the monologue piece, the interior monologue stuff is about how she was left by her parents and alone and abandoned. And this is shown taking place actually at Nima Outpost. So there are actually tent things that are around in the background of the shot. In The Force Awakens vision, we don't see anything other than the sand and the sky and the ship leaving and that's it. But now we're actually seeing something that indicates that she was at Nima Outpost when they left, whoever it is on that ship. And I know we talked about how there are other possibilities about Ray's parents that we haven't yet considered because after all, the memories of a five-year-old girl, well, the A could be suppressed because of trauma and B, because we don't know all of Ray's story. She hasn't told us everything about the rest of her upbringing in the 14 years between when we see her in that force back vision and when we meet her in The Force Awakens. But ultimately, 
a child is an unreliable narrator, and especially a child who has gone through some sort of traumatic experience. And I don't want you to extend that notion to real life because that has other implications, obviously. But from a storytelling perspective and from a narrative perspective, we can't necessarily trust what we've seen on screen as being the complete story. And the same goes for what we're shown in this Age of Resistance story either. And again, I'm only talking about storytelling here. I am not talking about real life. I'm talking about ways that a story can be told and structured and elements be hidden from us for dramatic purposes. Yeah, that's what I am trying to get at here. So anyway, <laughs> that is the end of our look at the Age of Resistance stories. And that is the end of this episode as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.